Hello there, and thanks so much for supporting the Music Career Show. My aim with this podcast is to help as many people as I can turn their passion for music into a career that can support them and their family by speaking to people who have actually done it and finding out how they've done it. With this in mind, I have developed my music career roadmap. This is a fully comprehensive and detailed step-by-step guide of how you can go from dreaming about your ideal career to actually implementing and living that dream. It is yours to download for free and can be found in the description of this episode. If you would like any support at any stage of your music career, you can reach out to me via email at barry at oneladmusic.com. I wish you all the best of luck and I hope you enjoy this week's episode of the Music Career Show. Okie dokie. Hello. Um, so, welcome to the very first um, Music Career Mastermind session. This was intended to be a Zoom meeting that everybody could join in on. However, this seems to be not the best time. So, I'm just going to go live. Um, if anyone is free to join in, by all means join in. Uh, chime up in the, the, the comments and stuff like that. Um, I can see everyone's messages apart from people that are on the Facebook group and LinkedIn. So either get on my YouTube or get on uh, get on Twitter. One Lad Music um, on YouTube and, and all that jazz. Um, although I'm sure I can... Yeah. I'll try and monitor these in uh, my on my phone. This is a bit of an ad hoc thing. Uh, I hadn't uh, intended on doing this. But hey ho, here we go. So just to tell you a little bit more about me, if you don't know me, my name is Barry Carroll. I uh, own and operate One Lab Music Services, which is a music school based in Aberdeen. We've got five tutors, and plus me, so six of us overall. And we teach a multitude of different instruments all over Aberdeen. I also play music um, live Live music, suppose me playing Aberdeen and uh, stuff like that every weekend, and um, I've been doing this for longer than I've not. Uh, and this year I'm branching out into music career coaching, hence why I started this group and why I'm talking to you now. So the idea of this group is to basically just every month hop on here, talk about things that are barriers to to musicians taking the next step in their career. Um, um, really what I want to help, really my, my motivation for doing this is that as I, I, I growing up, uh, I was always told that music wasn't a viable career because it was just too unreliable and you'd always need to have something to um, fall back on. And the more I got into my adult life, the more I realized that it wasn't... As I did that, that, it was basically the most viable thing in my, in my life, and I always fell back on music when I was terrible at other jobs. So that's why I wanted to share love and see if I can help um, some of you guys. In that vein, if uh, in the description of this video you will see that there is a free download, uh, my music career roadmap. That is a step by step guide of how I got from. Never haven't played music before at the age of 12 to now I'm 30 years old. I run a very successful music school. Um, I have my, my my pick of how much um, live work I want, thankfully. Um, and I run a really successful podcast and I'm now um, branching into career coaching for musicians. And that is literally how that, that, that guide is every single step that I took along the way. To, to better myself and make uh, and and make a career out of this for myself. 
this is my full-time job. I don't have any other um, employment. Uh, this is what I do for a living. So I want to help you do that as well. Step one is to download the free guide and work your way through that as if you can. It might take you five minutes, it might take you five years, but hey-ho. I'm also here to help hold your hand the whole way through that. So if you'd like to book some time in with me, there is a link to do just that as well, that I will offer you a complimentary complimentary discovery call, Kickstarter call, hello there, how are you call, whatever you want to call it. It is there for you to book and I'll speak about, we'll, we'll, we'll speak about what sort of uh, things, what your aspirations are um, for your career, where you see it going, what your barriers are to getting you to that that place that you want to be, all sorts of things. Um, so yeah, there's just a quick introduction. So I have had a question sent to me in, uh, sent into me, sent to me in, that's terrible grammar, but sent into me. Um, it wishes, or the, the, the person wishes to remain anonymous and their issues is that they're new to the area that they're in. They've been told that they'll need three plus hours worth of music in order to get um, to get gigs. They're struggling to build that up, but they're also struggling to actually get a foot in the door because an awful lot of the places locally are residencies with local bands, local musicians, local, local groups, whatever it is. At the moment, they're doing open mics, trying to build up their uh, their repertoire, and they're getting really, really good feedback. But they want to start doing more and being able to monetize it. Looking for advice on what they would do there. So to answer to to, to answer to, to get into that a little bit, I completely understand what that's like. I myself was new to Aberdeen eight years ago. And I had I had a lot of experience. I, I, I luckily wasn't starting completely from scratch like this person seems to be. But I was starting completely new and I had to build up a reputation all over again. So, yeah. So, so, so I was looking that I had a set list worth of, of, of like five hours plus songs. I had played in 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 Salou in Spain, which is just a, a your bog standard Spanish holiday resort with all sorts of Irish and English and Scottish and Welsh and mainly um, those types of of tourists. So when I when I say I was in Spain, I might as well have just been in in Edenderry in the sun because everyone that I knew was Irish, uh, and some of them are still very very good mates of mine. But anyway. That was where I cut my teeth and learned how to how 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 to do that. So when I was 19, I moved there and it was either sink or swim. I basically spent the first two weeks. I went, I went, it was a, it's a long story, but long basically I went over with a band and it didn't work out and I didn't want to go home. So I started like trying to work behind the bar and start trying to give out the leaflets and stuff like that to get them into get people into pubs. And I hated it and I was useless at it. And the one thing that I was good at was was music. I was a good guitar player, but in terms of like I'd never really sang for a band and I'd never really played any of the Irish songs. I didn't know any of the Irish songs. So it was I, I literally went to Salou. I went to Spain to learn how to play. Irish music, which is mental. But anyway, so I went there and I had no choice to get good quick. It was either I got good quick or I went home to eat dairy in the pissings are in. So it, it wasn't a, a choice. This person doesn't seem to have that. They're reasonably well established as an adult. If that's not a weird thing to say, I hope that makes sense. They're 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 in where they are where they are, and they're wanting to 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 make the most of the opportunities that are there or create new opportunities. 
at the moment they're doing open mics. Open mics are a really, really good thing for this type of for this type of thing that you're wanting to do. You're wanting to, to to build up your repertoire. Open mics are a good way of doing this. Number one, you're trying out your stuff. There's no pressure. You're not letting anybody down. Do you know what I mean? If all if all of a sudden people start to leave the open mic, it's no it's no fun, but it's it's a good kind of no risk way of 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 trying out some new songs and stuff. It's also a really good way of networking, and your network is absolutely everything, absolutely everything. Here in Aberdeen, where I am, we've got a fantastic network of musicians. We're all in a group chat. We all know each other. We're all pals. We have a a, a musicians Christmas night out. Now, past few years, I've not actually been able to make it because just I'm flaky and I had I. Head home to Ireland at the most inconvenient times. How 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 how, how selfish of me! But uh, it's a really really good community. So your network is absolutely everything. Building up your network will will increase your kind of visibility and increase your chance of picking up the gig, the gigs that other people can't can't um, can't take on. So that's one thing that you can do. So that's a good thing that that that, that this person is doing. That they are networking at open mics and stuff like that. Another thing about the open mics that's really good is that you learn from other musicians there. An awful lot of the time, I know the open mics here in Aberdeen, um, some of Aberdeen's busiest musicians still go and do the open mics just for the pure love of playing. Now, these musicians could be, this could be their sixth gig of the weekend, or of, 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 of the week. So they do not need to go and do these open mics to gain exposure or to gain experience or to try out new stuff. They just simply don't need to do it because they've got plenty of other opportunities that are paying them to do this. However, because they are doing that, that is a really good opportunity for someone else to learn from, from that person. Now, that person might not do everything right. I know if I was to go and do an open mic, that what I do would not be to everyone's cup of tea. Would, would, not, would not be to everyone's cup of tea. That's terrible grammar, but I hope you know what I mean. It wouldn't be everybody's cup of tea. Not to everyone's liking is what I tried to say. So what I do wouldn't be to everybody's liking. And if someone just up and coming was to see me doing that and see me failing miserably, that's a learning point for them to know that, oh, okay, in this type of a crowd, that song doesn't go down well or that joke kind of fell flat on its arse. That just wasn't wasn't good. And you can learn from that. Equally, if you thought I did something reasonably well, you steal it. Well, when I say steal it, unless it's my song that I've written, you're not stealing, you're just recycling, we'll call it. Reduce, reuse, recycle, think green and all that jazz. So there's a, a, so, some, some ideas um, to help build up your repertoire for starters um, is to basically just take inspiration from what other musicians are doing see what's working and and do it um, there's an awful lot of like, gatekeeping along uh, around that sort of thing where it's like oh well I've done this song first and in actual fact are you the one that wrote the song if you're not the one that wrote the song then you're covering it you're not the first person to have ever covered it and you're not going to be the last person to ever cover it um, so yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't be worried about copying what other musicians are doing. Uh, another really good and quick way to build up your repertoire is to basically try and find as many songs as possible that are in either the same key or follow the same chord progression. I've done a video on YouTube about the one, five, six, four chord progression. Now, if you're not, Theory minded or not 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 geeky about like music and stuff like that, like I am. 
um, then that might not make an awful lot of sense to you. However, if you're a guitar player and I told you to play G, D, E minor and C, you could probably name a million songs that follow that same chord progression. That's the one, five, six, four. So the one, five, six, four is the first chord in the key, the fifth, the sixth, and the fourth chord in that same key and just in, in that same order. And yeah, I hope, I hope that makes sense. Go and watch my video on YouTube about it. It'll make an awful lot more sense. But there are so many songs that will follow that. They don't have to be in the same key. So they could be in the key of A, in which case in which case it's A, uh, A, E, F sharp minor, and D. How many songs do you know that are, are those chords in the key of C? It's C, <laughs> here we go. Here's me, here's me uh, challenging myself. So C, G, A minor, F, I think. Something along those lines. Anyway, though, but, but again, how many, how many songs do you know that have those chords? Find as many of those songs as possible because that's a really, really simple way of building up your, your repertoire. I could nearly guarantee that you could get an hour's worth of songs by simply playing that same progression. So while it's not in the same key, still follows the same pattern. It's the first chord of the key to the fifth to the sixth, which is always the minor, back to the fourth. So, yeah, there's loads of songs out there in the world that, that you can follow along with that. Another thing to remember is that you don't actually need to memorize the songs. And this might seem mental and this might seem very lazy and very kind of um, cheating or cocky. I don't know what way you'd I don't know how, how else you, you'd, you'd look at that if you were to look at it in that, in that sort of light. But you don't need to learn the songs. I myself have used an iPad or I've used a, a folder back in the day of, of all the songs and had all the chords and all the words because with the best will in the world, having five hours worth of material, you're not going to remember every single song. Like There's songs that I have been doing for years. There's songs that I have been listening to since I was two or three years old. Summer 69. There's a good example. I cannot remember the words to that, to that song at all. I cannot recite them. I just, I no, no matter how many times I listen to it, I love Brian Adams. I've seen Brian Adams' life. Um, Reckless is, as far as, I, as far as I'm concerned, Reckless is one of the best albums of all time. Reckless was the album that um, Summer 69 was on. But I can't remember the words to that song. So I always have to have them on my, my iPad in front of me. And that's perfectly fine. If I can perform the song, it doesn't matter whether I'm reading the words or if I'm reading the cards or 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 whatever. It doesn't matter at all. As long as I know how to perform the song. So you don't necessarily have to memorize three hours worth of songs. In the same token, you don't actually have to, um, you do not have to, um, what am I trying to say? What am I trying to say? What am I trying to say at all? You don't have to memorize the songs. This is the, this is the thing with going, going live. Is uh, and and going unscripted uh, is that you're 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 likely to kind of lose yourself. Let me take a, a sip of my coffee while I'm um, trying to think of what I was saying. Feel free to chime in in the in the the comments, folks. If you have any questions at all, and I'll be happy enough. To, I'll be more than happy to um to chat about them and deal with them. So um, what was I saying there? Yeah. So yeah, don't feel like you need to memorize the songs at all. It's uh. A reasonably unrealistic thing to expect anyone to have three, four hours worth of songs off the back of their hand. It's possible, completely possible if you're doing them day in, day out. By the time I'd finished in Salou, I literally, I never used a folder. I never used a, an iPad or nothing. I literally just knew those songs because that's what I did. It's like a, 
a, a, a, a someone that works in a pub, they just know how to do a thousand different cocktails. They just know how to do it because they've, they've done it so many times. Um, yeah, using an, uh, words or using an iPad or even your phone is is not cheating. And if anything, it's more professional, I think, because it means that you have all of your songs there. Um, you don't need to think about them. If some, if people are, you, you, you can organize all your songs into different sets. If people are starting to go a little bit crazy and a little bit mad and the, the crack is going, you can open up your crack is going set list and you'll know that all the songs in there are going to be tailored to people that are having the crack and they're going to enjoy them. And they're all there. You don't, you just need to know, you just need to know how to be able to perform it. You don't need to have it um, off by heart. Uh, and you can also do that on your phone. Uh, a really good app is Ultimate Guitar. I think it's called Tabs if you download it on an iPad or on a um, on your phone. But um, it's really, really good because you can set the um, the words to scroll so you don't need to worry about like stopping and um, changing the words and all that kind of jazz. So that is, uh, to, to answer this person's question of um, building up the repertoire, that is what I would do. I would network off um, other more kind of other, I'm not going to say better musicians because that's not the right way of saying it. I'm going to say other more, other busier, more established, more established musicians in your area. That's what I would do. I'd learn off them and then pick as many easy songs as possible. You would be amazed at how well the likes of Wagon Wheel go down <laughs> as four chords or Wonderwall. People never get sick of Wonderwall. People never get sick of Wagon Wheel. People never get sick of Country Roads. They just don't get sick of them. And that's re they're really, really accessible and easy songs for you to learn and do really, really well out of. As long as you're able to perform them, you don't need to know them off by heart. You can read it off your iPad and you can still get a reaction from, from, um, from, 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 from a decent crowd. Um, so that'd be a really, really good and quick for, for me, that's probably the quickest way of, um, boosting your repertoire, um, would be to learn, learn those songs, um, and have them all on an iPad in front of you. Binders, some people still use them. I think they're outdated. That's just my opinion. I wouldn't go back to using the binder. People are like, oh, but what if I, my iPad is dead? Take a charger with you. As simple as that. Your iPad might die. In which case, look, so what? It's never happened to me. Touch wood. Watch now. I'm going to be gigging on Friday night and my iPad's going to die. Anyway, it's never happened to me. Um, these things are made to to be used for for these purposes. So they are reliable and you can rely on them. To address the second point that this person was speaking about, um, that there's a bit of a monopoly and it's very hard to kind of get into these gigs and stuff or to, to access these, these these gigs because so many so many places rely on residencies and are, are already filled. That's true. I've got two residencies uh, that I work on um, or work to. I play in Malone's in Aberdeen every second Friday and I play in the Scottish Embassy every Saturday afternoon Every uh, with, with every fourth one off. So every fourth weekend, basically, I have no gigs and that's how I've, I've, I've organized it this year. Before that, last year, I played pretty much every Saturday unless we intentionally took it off. Um, and I would have played every Friday and mo most Friday and Saturday nights, um, sometimes with uh, two on a Friday, two on a Saturday, as well as the embassy. So I could have five, six gigs over a weekend. 
The way I done that was essentially just through word of mouth. An awful lot of these extra gigs that I picked up, like the so I, I, on a Saturday I could do three till six in the Scottish Embassy, and that's that's our usual time, and that's a, a great gig, and we love doing it. And then I'd be playing in Malone's or Molly Malone's or wherever else I was playing on the Saturday night, and that'd be half nine to half twelve. Um, and in between that, I could have a seven till nine gig. Now they are really really handy gigs to pick up. They don't pay as much, they don't pay as much at all, but they still add a handy little boost to your earnings when you're already out and about. And the way that I got that was pretty much true um, word of mouth. However, that's not to say that you can't just find out where does these places and offer to do them. Do not undercut. Under any circumstances, do not undercut people. So if you're getting 100 quid for a, a, a Saturday night gig between 7 and 9, uh, before your, your gig that's going to pay 200, um, half 9 and half 12, and you go into that seven to nine gig and say, oh, I'll do it for 50 quid. Do not do it. Do not do it in any way, shape or form. And I'll tell you exactly why that serves nobody. So first of all, you have seriously undervalued what it is that you're doing. Presuming that you're, you're more than capable of doing this and you're more than capable of holding a crowd for two hours and being the right sort of entertainment for that crowd. You've undervalued yourself, meaning that it's going to be very, very hard for you to actually go and then put your price back up to what it should be to what the uh, what, what you should be worth if everybody else is getting paid 100 quid why are you getting paid 50 are you half as good or are they twice as good it all depends so do not undercut because then you're going to be stuck doing a 50 quid gig forevermore and it's not going to be it's not going to be sustainable you're going to end up ruining your vice for your 200 pound gig for the sake of a 50 gig 50 pound gig don't do it Secondly, you're going to get up. You're going to get the backs of other musicians up. This is a very, very sensitive area. Musicians are always overlooked, always, always, always overlooked and undervalued because an awful lot of people in other professions see what we do as as a hobby and as as a novelty and as and as an extra, and often don't appreciate that this is a viable career and this is our living. So by you going and undercutting that. Not only are you undervaluing yourself and getting paid half of what you should be getting paid of, of what service you provide is worth, you're getting up the backs of people that have worked really, really hard to earn that right to be worth £100. And that is going to completely knacker you because then the next time... So you might you might, you might might get one Saturday night gig and for 50 quid and that's fantastic and that's great. And on that Saturday night, you've got £50 worth of beer money. Happy days. We might never get another one again. You may never, ever, ever get another one again because that might have just been a one-off and other musicians will not get on to you to offer you different gigs that they can't do. So I've often offered and often been offered uh, a, a last-minute gig to cover. Someone's unwell, they lost their voice. Happens, happens all the time. You will not be offered that. If you start going in and undercutting, you will not be offered the opportunity to do that and it'll be such a shame for you um, because you could be very, very good. But because you've gone and sort of stabbed us in the back, for, for lack of a better a better term, because that's that's how musicians view it, you're just going to be shunned. And all the networking you did and, and all that learning from other musicians at the open mics when you were playing for free, all gone down the drain because you've you've undercut someone. Uh, musicians will talk and you will be known and it sounds all daunting and terrifying. Um, 
but it's just a bad, bad, bad thing. The best thing to do in order to get into these uh, to get into these gigs is to let people know your availability. Let people let people know if you're part of uh, like like in Aberdeen how we have the the music chat. Oftentimes, people will be like, "Oh, I have a free weekend. I intended on doing something, but now that's not happening. If anybody needs cover, let me know." And out of fifty musicians, there's no way all fifty of them are going to end up playing every single gig that they have they have booked. So oftentimes, if someone puts in a message on a on a Monday saying, "Oh, I'm free on Friday or Saturday," they'll get they'll get they'll get work because sometimes musicians just can't be arsed. Same as the rest of us. They just want to go on a night on the beer and they'll cancel last minute and be like, oh, John's free. Give that to him. So letting people know that you're available is a is, is a good one. Also, just doing the normal networking. Just, just go and knock on pubs doors. Find out where the music is and go there. And go there prepared. Go there prepared with like a business card or with a, a Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Where I, wherever any of these things are, Go there and make sure that um, you're prepared. You you can you can actually show people what it is that you can offer them. Nine times out of ten, it's like any walk of life. Um, people are selfish. People are only interested in what they can get out of it for themselves. So show them, show them, find out what their needs are. And then speak to their needs. So if you go into a venue and they're like, oh yeah, we're looking for someone, uh, usually the people that play here, they just do sort of Oasis covers from seven till nine. It's not in too mental, but there is kind of uh, capacity for it to be a bit mad, but you have to be able to like cater to the people that are wanting to go mad. And you also have to be able to cater to the people that just want to come in, have a bit of grub, sit down and just enjoy a pint. You then will answer that saying, oh yeah, no problem at all. On my YouTube, you'll find uh, loads of different covers of me doing Oasis songs. There's also some uh, some covers, some videos of me doing the likes of Wagon Wheel and all the, the 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 all the good get up and go stuff. I usually play in X, Y, and Z, and the crowd is like this. Or I've played in gigs where uh, the crowd is like that. Take take it as as a job interview, basically. Find out what the venue's needs are, and then respond accordingly with what you can do. Don't go in all guns blazing saying, oh, I'm great. I can do all this and, and that and the other because the venue might not be looking for something like that. Um, go. It's, it's basically going back to networking. And while they won't necessarily have, have anything to give you, an awful lot of pubs uh, and venues, in my experience anyway, will book up for a year in advance because they can't be bothered with having to do it. Um, month by month because that's just a nightmare because you're not guaranteed to get anyone so they usually book up a month in advance but same as messaging into the, the the local groups or whatever if they know that you're there and you've impressed them with hearing what they're looking for in a musician and responding then if someone cancels they're likely to give you a show if you're fresh in their mind. Um, if you've given them a, a business card with your Facebook and your Instagram and all your social media credentials and they have gone and liked your Facebook page, if they see you coming up on a Monday that you've done a new a new cover or something like that, and then all of a sudden on Saturday, on Saturday evening, their singer calls in sick, but you're fresh in their mind and you're like, oof, might give that lad a chance. I think that's well, I, I, I know that is, um, that's a really powerful thing. And that is, that could very well be your, your in. I had to cancel a string of dates last year because I, myself and my wife had a baby. 
so that was a change in circumstances for me. So at the start, around kind of heading around this time last year, actually, in fact, I had a string of dates with two, at least two, if not three different pubs. Actually, no, it was, it was three. So with two of them, I cut all my dates full stop because I just couldn't, I couldn't commit to them anymore. Um, it was a little bit more effort. One was a little bit more effort than what I had to do for other places with getting the same amount of money. The other one was that it was a it was a lower paying gig. It was one of those seven to nines. Um, and then the other one was that I was just burnt out come the end of the weekend. So I cut all my Saturday night dates in one venue in, in particular. Things like that happen. Um, so if you're on the scene and visible and people know that know about you, you're more likely to get gigs. You're, in fact, you're you're 100 more likely to get gigs. You're, not, you're definitely not going to get a gig. People aren't just going to find you. Um, you have to be want to be found. You have to put yourself out there. Um, and all that jazz. I hope that's all making sense. I'm going to pause now for just a second and just see if there is anybody watching that wants to chime in with a comment or a question. Um, yeah. So, um, just to summarize then, to summarize and to hopefully answer this person's um, question, query, um, in, 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 in just a, a couple of sentences. The issues that that person got on to me with are, I don't have enough of a repertoire, I can't get gigs because everybody else has them, and yeah, they, they, they were the two men ones. Solution to repertoire. Make it easy on yourself. Get an iPad, put Ultimate Guitar on it, or even just use your phone and get the app and just have a, a little stand on your on your mic stand. Another another really good point on that is to make sure you always have your own equipment. Always have your own equipment. Just invest in it. Just get yourself a decent mic, a decent mic stand, some decent cables. Most places will have their own PA system. If they don't have their own PA system, make friends with someone that has a PA system or that rents out PA systems um, locally. They will know the places that you're playing at and they will have a PA system um, that will so make friends with them. Yeah, have your own equipment. Anyway, get Ultimate Guitar on your phone. Get all your songs on there. Divide them into set lists of slow songs, fast songs, country songs, rock songs, hippie songs, Rasta songs, whatever you want to divide them up, up into. And I, I would always also have one master set list, I suppose, that as just a generic gig goes, um, this is what you'd usually start with and work your way through it, right? Ultimate guitar on your phone, put it on uh, your mic stand, away you go. Network with other musicians and learn from other musicians. Try and find as many songs that are easy to play and easy to perform as possible. One, five, six, four chord progression. Google that, find 50 songs that have that chord progression and get all of them on your ultimate guitar. Spend an afternoon performing them. You will know most of them. It will not take a lot of effort. In terms of getting gigs, Make yourself visible. Make yourself known. Get some business cards printed up. Business cards seems like a, a, an, an outdated thing, but it's not. Uh, there is an awful lot to be said for business cards or flyers or whatever. You can even go one step further and get yourself a really fancy Vice uh, business card. I think it's called Vice. Vice spelt with a one instead of an I. And it's a, an electronic business card. 
has all your credentials and you just tap it on someone's phone and all all your credentials go on there. I think you can kind of set it so that people um like your Facebook and like all your um your socials and stuff like that. Look into things like that. Basically get your, your name out there to the right people, venue owners, um booking agents, whatever, whatever way it works in wherever you are in the world. Uh, make friends with the local musicians if there is a local uh, group chat by all means get on but there, uh, nine times out of ten there will be groups uh, Facebook groups WhatsApp groups whatever you want to call them um, for your local area about um, the music that's going the gigs that are going on there post in there which are availability every single week and even if you get no correspondence no response it takes you 10 seconds to post in a group well lads this is my availability for this week I'm available to do this that and the other because you never know when people are going to start looking. You never know. And that is definitely going to be your, your in. Um, another way of, of, of upping your visibility is to post regularly on your, your social media. That, that doesn't have to be professional, polished at all. It just needs to be good quality content. If you're a good musician and a good singer, you can literally film your video on a Nokia 3200 people listen, watching this are probably too young to even know what a Nokia 3200 was. But a really, really old phone, basically. You could film it on in black and white with terrible audio. But as long as the content itself is good, that's, that's the main thing. Do that once a week. Set yourself the task of every Monday you're going to do a new cover. Or it doesn't even need to be a, a cover that you... A, a new one you've learned. You can literally just do a cover that you know. You could even spend uh, a day doing a live stream like this. Just go live on Facebook, save the video and then split it up into loads of tiny little um, covers and post that every Monday. If you do 50 songs, that's 50 weeks in the, in the year. You've got 50 videos that you can post every single week, share it around a little bit and that's that's keeping your, your um, that's keeping your, your online presence up to date. It doesn't have to be polished, it just has to be good. The content itself has to be good. Things like this are, are uh, making yourself better one percent, one percent better every day is basically kind of the whole the whole gist of how to make a career in music in any walk of it really. Um, that one percent can literally be finding a new camera angle for to to record your covers by making a connection with a new venue by finding a new open mic by saying hello to a new musician by learning a new song by figuring out how to do the auto scroll on ultimate guitar these tiny little wins are all what's going to add up to a one big win and the big win is going to be how you monetize your skills and basically create the opportunities for yourself and create a career that you can be proud of and you can stand behind and that you can sustain yourself with and create an actual living nobody wants to be working in a job that they don't enjoy I done it for years and I hated it I, I, I really really hated it to the point that I was so depressed and I remember one morning actually bawling my eyes out crying like a baby because I physically could not make myself get into that to that job I just physically couldn't do it my, my feet wouldn't let me walk to the car my hands wouldn't let me turn the car on my, my, it just wouldn't let me do it I actually managed to drive myself there and I physically could not drive in. I couldn't drive uh, and phoned them and I said, look, I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm not feeling well today. And then I had a meeting. I said, look, I just can't do this. And that was breaking point for me. Do not get there. You do not need to get there. And it's not, uh, it's, it's, it's not as big of a mountain 
as you think. One percent every day is 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 all is all it takes. And it's up to you about it's up to you how you choose to do that one percent. So I just realized I've been talking for 35 minutes here now. So I really, really hope that um the person that messaged me privately that they got some some value out of what I've been chatting about here. Um by all means message me. Um anyone can message me at any time and ask for advice. I'm more than happy to give some some advice. If you'd like to actually book some time with me, as I said, they're in the description of um this this live stream. There will be uh, a link to my booking uh a calendar where you can book in some tiations and dreams and hopes are um and hopefully hopefully see about getting you to, to, to the next step of this. Um you can also download my free music career roadmap. As I said at the start, it is literally the steps that I took to get from having never touched a guitar at the age of 12 to I'm 30 years old now and I've toured America. I've lived abroad. I built up my performance um, schedule to six gigs over a Friday and a Saturday so that I can literally work on a Friday and a Saturday and take the, the other five days of the week off. Um, I've built a music school up to nearly a hundred students um with five other tutors. Um and I'm now branching out into helping everybody else do that. So moral of the story is if I can do it, you can do it. That is it for the first ever music career mastermind. Um thanks a million to everybody that tuned in. Um thanks a million to that person that sent in the question. We'll be doing this again on the first Thursday of what month are we going into? First Thursday of March, whatever date that is. I believe March is actually the uh, the first date in March. Uh, the first day of March is a Wednesday. So I think it'll be the second of March that we'll be doing this again. Um, yeah. Thanks a million, lads. Um, I will see you all in the next one. <laughs>